0: You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies with Mickey and Megan, two best friends adventuring through motherhood, building our careers, and and not not losing losing our our shit.
1: Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. This is Mickey.
0: And this is Megan. Hi. We are just us tonight on this episode. Mickey and I coming at you. Just the two of us. I
1: personally love when it's just the two of us. We have amazing guests, amazing professional women who actually know what they're talking about on most weeks. And I really appreciate that and love bringing you guys that quality content. But also, I love that, I mean, Megan and I started this because we're two best friends journeying through motherhood and not losing our shit and all that stuff I feel like people need to know us a little better and
0: what better way than to listen to us for an hour heck yeah so we're gonna keep the episode layout kind of like we normally would but instead of three people on here it's just gonna be the two of us and let me just warn you guys leading up to this we've been chatting drinking some wine things are getting a little weird so this should be really fun um At least we think it's really fun, so hopefully you guys do too. But before we get into the episode, we want to talk about our giveaway that we have going on. If you guys uh, are not on our social media, it's, it's a social media giveaway. You can check it out on Instagram or Facebook, and it's really, really easy to enter, and there's a bunch of ways to get extra entries as well, so all you have to do is... Like or follow our page on Instagram or Facebook. Like the giveaway photo, which is a photo of what the prize is. It's super cute. uh, Matching Boss Lady and Boss Baby hats that Mickey made. And they are so adorable. The Boss Baby hat is customizable. So if your babe is older or a boy or a girl, you can kind of um, pick and choose what you want. So you like that photo. And then in the comments, you tag your Boss Lady friends who you think might like this prize. You get one entry for each of those things that you do and one entry for each person you tag. Then the extra entries are leaving us a podcast review and then email a screenshot of the review to bossladiesandbabies at gmail.com. That's five extra entries. You get five extra entries if you join our private Facebook community. And not only extra entries, but just, like, you get to be part of an amazing community. And then two extra entries if you share the post and tag us in your story. So, super fun. Lots of ways to win. And it's really easy. Um, And we'll be announcing the winner on our podcast episode on August 20th. Yep. So, hopefully you
1: guys go check that out. It's really cute. Megan and Nora have the hats. I'm going to make some of the kid hats for my kids so maybe we can show a few more of the other options because i've got older kids and a boy and a girl um but they're really cute and i was just super excited about the mom the boss lady hat is adorable Mm -hmm. it's so so cute so you guys should totally check that out yep well before we um dive into our episode tonight we're going to be talking about the mother's mental load which I mean, could take up a few episodes because there's just so much that we're all juggling inside our minds. Um, but before we get into that, let's get started with our highs and lows. Awesome. So, you go first. Yeah. Um, so let's see. My high. Um, we went camping last week. Um, we just went for two nights, but it it was something that I was looking forward to, which that in itself makes it totally worth it because what else are we even looking forward to these days? There's like no light at the end of any of the tunnels just sitting at home. So I was like, we need to, we need to get out. And camping is like a good socially distanced activity. It's cheap. Let's do it. So luckily like my husband's family has been camping at silver Lake, which is like not even an hour from our house towards Mount Baker on this like really cute resort on a lake whatever super fun so we went with my um, mother and father in law and it was so much fun you guys it was a lot of work because we we don't have like a camper or anything we just have an awesome huge tent which i'm super excited about and i love it mm-hmm. um but like we had to do all the packing so really two nights honestly was not nearly enough time but The two days that we got away from everything was amazing. Like, the kids totally got to bond with their grandparents. It's been so long since we've got to spend any quality time with family. Like, we've done a few things, but we're still, like, you know, pretty distanced as much as we can. Like, everyone's still pretty, I mean, nervous. You don't want to get anyone sick, and it's just been awful. So, we have all been kind of super locked down for a while, so... It was just us that went with my husband's parents and um, like my mother-in-law taught the kids how to like shuck corn and had to give my son a bath and like help him out with that. And um, Michael also got to go with his dad and his grandpa fishing together, which is like a Flaherty man family tradition. And he was so excited to go talking about it every day. And so the three of them actually went out and he caught his first fish and it was the biggest and his dad, my husband, didn't catch any fish, which is like <laughs> so funny. So he's just like, oh, it skips a generation. <laughs> it was so cute to see how happy like the boys were and just like acknowledging that family tradition milestone happening was freaking adorable. And so the ladies all stayed home and Piper like rode her bike we were on this awesome little like we were in like the middle of a end loop so it was just our two camping spots together we didn't have any neighbors um my my in-laws have a trailer so we got to use their bathroom so there was like no intermingling with other people at all so it was relaxing to not have to worry about other people just be outside we went swimming it honestly i could have stayed there for a week and been so happy Oh my gosh,
0: I'm like, keep talking, this sounds so amazing, I'm like <laughs> visualizing myself there. <laughs> we bought
1: a hammock, I like sat in the hammock and read Michael's stories, and we went out on like my father-in-law's little like aluminum fishing boat, like just me and Mike and our kids, and like adventured around the lake, and it was so, it felt so good to just not be at our freaking house. Everybody needed a break and some space, so It was good. Of course, the morning we were going to leave, we woke up, I don't even know what time, and it was raining. And so we would have spent the most of the day hanging out and doing stuff, but it was just dumping rain. So we had to load up our tent and all our stuff in the rain and just come home in the morning, which was a really big bummer to our trip and made it feel, you know, even shorter. Yeah. But, but I think just like kind of dusting off our camping gear made us feel a little more like confident and comfortable and hopefully we'll get to go camping a few more times this year because like I said it was really it was easy to do and felt safe and socially distant and all of that so
0: that's awesome I'm so glad you guys had fun yeah yeah thank you
1: it was it was awesome it was like better than I hoped for which is always
0: yeah I feel like that doesn't always happen on when you have like especially little trips you know. Yeah. Yeah, and with kids and everything. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it was,
1: yeah, it, it was nice with less people. And, yeah, just simple, easy, short getaway. Totally came home refreshed. And, yeah, feeling really good. Really good being back home and knowing that there is more of the world out there outside of my mm-hmm. house. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> um, let's see my low. I'm gonna have to pick today actually this morning I think the kids readjusted to being home a lot quicker than I did and their euphoria wore off a lot quicker and they're just getting so sick of each other and I don't blame them but the fighting there's just a lot of fighting going on between Mm -hmm. the two of them and um, Mike is working nights right now so it's just me with them during the day and also I should say So he's working night, so he gets home at 7 in the morning and has to sleep, you know, during the day until, like, 2 or 3 in the afternoon. So I'm trying to keep them quiet, which in itself is stressful enough. I'm trying to keep them from fighting with each other, Mm -hmm. keep them entertained, and then also they just, like, I think the whole world is in a, like, no fucks to give stage right now, but especially my kids and... I, they just, I don't know. I just feel really disrespected this week Mm -hmm. for sure. And so just after like sending them to their rooms this morning and taking toys away and just trying everything, I went upstairs and I was talking to them and I just started bawling. And I'm like, you guys, I, I'm not asking a lot of you. It, I'm not like. I'm sending you to your room so that you can like relax and think about what you did and like calm down and come down. I'm not asking a lot. I am not a super tough parent, which I really would like to be would make my life a lot easier, but I totally had a breakdown with them today because they just weren't listening and I just felt awful and like, they're just walking all over me and it's not making anybody happy. So one, it's always like not, doesn't feel good to break down in front of your kids and let them know that they're getting to you in that way. But it definitely made them kind of stop and like, Oh, mom's upset. Like, okay, we're actually doing something to upset her. It's not just all fun and games. Cause they're just, yeah. they're both very silly all the time. Mm-hmm. So you can be sitting, I can be sitting there giving them a very stern, well, I think lecture and they just like kind of laugh in my face. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. yeah. Which comes Ooh. off as like, oh.
1: <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm, I don't know what part of this makes you think that I'm joking. Like, mm-hmm. I'm very serious. No, you're not allowed to like hit your sibling over the head with whatever, whatever. Like, I, uh, it's hard when they don't read those social cues, mm-hmm. which I feel like are very obvious, but they obviously don't. Um, so it's just been frustrating and I cried today in front of my kids and yeah, that's my low. There's like not much more to it than that. We had a better day. I realized I was like, we need to get out of the house that will help everyone. We went and rode bikes and I put my roller skates on and we like nice. skated and burned around the park. And okay. I think that kind of helped everybody.
0: But yeah, fresh air, it, it always it always helps. Like anytime Nora's having a tantrum, even at her age, just going outside usually. Helps both of us, you know, calm down a little bit. Man, well, you're doing a great job, so don't beat yourself up about the breakdown. (laughs) It happens. (laughs) Yeah. Okay,
1: well, what about you? Let's hear yours.
0: All right, so my high is going to be on Friday of this last week. Um, My husband took the day off work because my sister, who's getting married next July... Um, set up an appointment to go look at wedding dresses and during COVID they were allowing it where you could have two other people with you and so she invited my mom and my sister or sorry my mom and me (laughs) so (laughs) to go with my sister to look at the um, wedding dresses and we went to Portland actually to this cute little shop it was in the Alberta district which is just like the cutest coolest place we were actually like looking around, like, are we going to see any secret police? Like, a little bit nervous just going to Portland in general, but um, we didn't, and everything was fine. We walked around a little bit after, and we saw just, like, a ton of, like, aftermath from protests. There was, like, rest in peace, George, and, like, BLM stuff everywhere, um, which was kind of, I don't know, it was just kind of, like, cool to see, but also just a lot different from where... I actually live like we don't see a lot of that in my actual neighborhood if you go down to Olympia you do but so that was different but the coolest thing was I got to spend the entire day not momming with my mom and my sister and I was super nervous about uh, the whole thing just because I have not done a lot since COVID And I was originally going to drive myself because I just was so nervous that, oh, I'm probably asymptomatic, and what if I gave it to them? But they talked me into riding in the car with them. So we rode in the car. We all had our masks on. I actually had on an N95 and another mask on top of it because I was just being super cautious. (laughs) Um, So we rode together the whole way, and then we... Had lunch, we ordered takeout and we were going to go over to a park, but outside the restaurant, there was just like one solo picnic table that was right in the sun. And we're like, let's just sit at this table, which I haven't sat at a table in months. And it was so weird and I was so nervous, but we did it. And then we went into the dress shop and they only allowed one appointment at a time. So it was literally the girl who worked there, my sister, and my mom and I. And we kept our masks on the whole time. It felt so safe. I used a public bathroom, which is the first time I've done that since COVID. And so that was, you know, interesting. Um, But the absolute best part was seeing my sister in a wedding dress. Like, she's literally so beautiful. Like, she's so perfect. Every single dress she tried on just looked, like, freaking amazing on her. But there were two that we narrowed it down to that, like, just had that feeling And the one that she ended up picking is the most beautiful dress I've ever seen in my life. Like, we all cried. And it was just, like, the most amazing, like, bonding moment. Um, Unfortunately, my youngest sister couldn't be there because she's back at college. Um, But it was really, really cool for the three of us to be able to have that moment and see her in her dress. And, oh, my gosh. I just, like, proud big sister moment. It was amazing. And just to have the whole day together. And it was just so amazing. So, you can safely enjoy special things during this time, I guess, is what I learned. You know, it's it's
1: yeah.
0: not necessary to completely put your life on hold. As long as you're safe and responsible, you can still, like, have these special moments, which was a really good reminder for me. I really, really needed that day. So, yeah. and when we were walking around afterwards, just, like, I mean, it's Portland, so there were a lot of people out, like, at restaurants and stuff, and they all had masks on, so it was also nice to see other people being responsible and taking things seriously, but still out enjoying their lives. Because on social media, like, that's all I see, and it's a lot of, you know, this or that, and I don't have a true idea of what's really going on, and so I'm just, like, living in my four walls, like, going insane. So, yeah, it just all was, like, the best day. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yep. So that was cool. Um, my low kind of ties into this episode about the mother's mental load is I'm just having a really hard time, like catching up in my life. We fell way behind when my husband cut his finger off, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. my, you know, everything, my routine, everything just kind of like fell way behind. And then Nora had her birthday And so then it was like everything just kind of fell way behind again because that was like the main focus. I've been super busy with work. I just had like three transactions all closed, like back to back to back. So I just feel like every time I kind of start to get ahead, like just in my house with chores and just like the systems in my house, as soon as I get ahead, something else happens and I get way behind. And it's like I'll just finish a task and then I'll look around and it's like, there's 50 more things that I thought were already done that I have to go back and redo. And it's just like, I don't do well with clutter or chaos. I just like, it really, really triggers my anxiety in general. And so just like, I try to like make my lists of, okay, these are the things I need to tackle. But then the next day it's like all those things are undone or, you know, when you start to think like, Oh, I'm finally finished with everything I have to do you kind of realize like, oh, I'm never actually going to be done with everything I have to do. That's not an actual thing that can happen because there's always going to be more things that I have to do. And I'm just like feeling super overwhelmed about it. I too had a a breakdown the other day in front of Nora. And um, it was after just like this horrible experience with my grocery order that I'm not even going to get into. But let's just say... I showed up to pick up my grocery order and they told me, oh, wow, we're slacking. We should have called you. We're running two hours late. Mm, oh, my God. And what? So, yeah. So they said you can either wait for at least an hour or you can come back the next day. So that just like set me off. And like the, you guys know, like the grocery thing is already super stressful for me just in general just set me off. I just came home and I was just like such a beast, just like so upset. And I just went into the other room and I grabbed the pillow off the couch, put the pillow in my face and just started screaming. And it felt so good. And then Nora was out here and she just went, "Ah!" (laughs) sorry, everybody's ears. And she started screaming. And then I just kind of like started laughing like, oh, yeah, mommy's just, like, upset. I got to let off some steam. Sometimes when you're mad, you just have to scream and let it out. And then we just had, like, this whole screaming, like, family fun. (laughs) So (laughs) it turned that turned into, like, a positive, funny memory. But, yeah, I'm just, like, losing it over here with, like, drowning in the amount of things I need to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's never an end in sight. I totally get that. You do such a good job of, like, balancing and staying organized. I, like, I totally admire everything that you do, but I get that it's hard to, like, give yourself that grace, and Mm. when those birthdays and, you know, unexpected things come in and throw a wrench in your plans, like, it totally derails everything, and keeping a household is such a, like, such a huge, intricate machine that Mm. those little... To really set everything off. I totally get that. And I'm excited to talk about that tonight in our podcast for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I think that's a really good segue into the actual like meat of our episode. But I mean, before we get started, just talking about what the mental load is like, we hear it all the time on social media. It's all over like the mental load, the mental load. Moms are all dealing with it. But I mean, it seems like, oh, mental load. Okay. So I'm thinking about a lot of stuff. I mean, it just, you know do we really sit down and think about what it is and so we thought we would just kind of break it down a little bit for you guys before we started talking about it and so it's a term for the invisible labor involved in managing a household and family which typically falls on the woman's shoulders also sometimes referred to as worry work or cognitive labor the mental load is about the physical task or is not about the physical tasks but rather the overseeing of those tasks. Which I mean, that's like our jobs, yeah
1: yeah i I feel like this it's hard because that's one of those things that go unseen a mm-hmm. lot and like totally un, unappreciated. <laughs> I like to i ha I have a a thing I really liked my husband like thinks that he can do everything that I do. (laughs) And luckily he goes to work and I stay home and like, we're happy in our jobs. But I, I like to feel appreciated and people to know that like, Oh, being a stay at home mom isn't just like staying home and watching soap operas all day. Mm -hmm. And it's even besides the like feeding and washing and cleaning of everyone. It's so much more than that. Mm -hmm. Like keeping I know everything I don't know how he would literally function if I died <laughs> I'm serious. which is like a morbid thing to think about but I also yeah. do think about it makes me feel better about myself because I'm like <laughs> you don't know when their dentist appointment is or their doctor's appointment or your own health care situation
0: mm-hmm. for yourself like there's so who, what family members birthdays coming up what you know who needs a gift who has a wedding who you know Who needs, you know, who likes what, who I have to buy for. I mean, just literally everything. And as helpful as your partner is, like so much of it just goes on inside of your mind. It's the invisible chores and the household management that, I mean, even if they're super helpful and hands-on, those are things that they just, I mean, think about if you leave your kids with your husband, do you have to tell them, hey, here's where their clothes are? Here's what they need to eat for the day. Here's some ideas of what you could do. Here's where their shoes are. Oh, but not those shoes because they give them blisters. You know, I mean, you can't. It's not even as simple as just, "Hey, hubby, watch the kids so I can go." I mean, there's a whole list of tasks that comes along with that as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a few times gone and done that, and. It's like, okay, yeah, I realize that you're going to have fun and it'll be easy for you because you're going to go get them happy meals and go to your parents' house to help you. He doesn't even know what food we have in the house, Mm -hmm. like what the kids will eat today or won't eat. It's so, it's so different. It's like two totally different planets that we're all on, Mm -hmm. whether it's like a stay-at-home dad, if they're the one taking charge of everything. Um, But I still think it's like typically women. So that's what we're talking about today. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a lot. And then right now with with this freaking pandemic, like homeschooling and keeping track of, okay, who are we going to even see this month? What we're going to do? How are we going to get our food? How are we going to stay safe? All of that. It's just, it's a freaking lot. That's for sure.
0: I think that's why, like, I mean, obviously the pandemic is really anxiety provoking in general, but just so much for us moms who are like in the trenches right now with young children and just thinking about everything that we normally have to think about on top of now we're expected to also, you know, if you're, if you worked outside the home, you're now expected to work inside the home and be daycare and be homeschool. And worry about if your children are getting enough social interaction and worrying about how to keep them safe because, you know, that you know that they need to see friends. But how do we make sure that we're safe or, you know, grandparents and we're not going to give it to our grandparents? I mean, there's just so many more things that are falling onto our shoulders now that, you know, like we said, whether the husband is super helpful and hands on in the home or not, it's falling on on us. And it's extremely overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. I have found myself a lot of
1: times just completely like accepting the fact that I'm not going to get a lot done during the day, especially because my kids don't really nap anymore. Um, but they're older and you'd think, oh yeah, they'll entertain each themselves or each other and it'll be fine. No, now I'm breaking up fights all day. I'm still trying to like entertain them, feed them three meals a day, plus like infinity snacks. Like it's by, I'm telling you guys by like seven o'clock, eight o'clock, whenever I manage to put them to bed, I am beat. And that's the time. I mean, ideally I could be getting a lot of stuff done and sitting and folding laundry and whatever, but hell no. My brain is so spent by the end of the day, just from managing everything. And Mm -hmm. then I have a hard time falling asleep when I do want to relax because I'm like oh what do we have to do tomorrow oh when is that thing coming up oh I forgot about so and so's birthday when is that what am I going to get them how am I going to get to a store right now how many masks do I have to wear it's insane it is freaking insane
0: yeah yeah I mean it I've started to realize like because we put Nora down about between six and seven every night depending on her nap and by that time, all I want to do is lay on the couch. And I try to plan my day at this point to get everything that I need to do done so that at that time I can guilt-free just lay on the couch and relax or, you know, do something that I want to do. But realistically, I, from the minute that I open my eyes in the morning to literally the minute I close my eyes at night, I am working. If, if it's not being a mom, then it's real estate. If it's not real estate, then it's, you know, our boss lady stuff, which is a huge passion project. And I love my real estate job. And I obviously love being a mom. And if it's not that, then it's worrying about everything else that goes along with running the household. From the minute I open my eyes to the minute I close my eyes, there is not a second where I'm not thinking about someone else or something else. And it is, it's so, so, so exhausting. And Unless you are the person who is in charge of running the household, it's you're never going to understand it. And it's really hard to try to even articulate the amount of effort that it takes to carry this load. And, you know, so, I mean, in this episode, we really want to just kind of normalize that because we are all freaking feeling this way and we are all on the struggle bus with this. So obviously, this is such a huge topic. And I mean, Mickey and I could just go on all day reiterating the same thing over and over again. This is freaking hard. And we all have a a lot, a lot on our plates. So we thought it'd be fun to just kind of throw some questions out there and try to answer them the best that we could, um, just based on our own experiences. So how do you find the balance between working and momming for you boss ladies out there who have children at home or grown, but especially at home, how the heck do you find the balance? Yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, (laughs) it's tough. I mean, personally for me, um, being able to find time to sneak away to, I have to physically create goods. So I have to be able to sit down and focus and physically do the thing and concentrate on what I'm making. Um, A lot of it comes down to asking for help and my Mm -hmm. husband gets off work and I'm like, look, I have a lot of stuff that I need to catch up on today. I need help and I need you to, you know, play with the kids for the day. Oh, poor you play with our kids so I can do the work after. (laughs) Whatever the mental load all week, mm-hmm. regardless, asking for help is crucial and just kind of prioritizing things. Um, if there's something that I really need to get done with a deadline, um, I, I, you know, I have to kind of, okay, maybe we'll set aside the kids' free time earlier in the morning so I can get this thing done by the end of the day that I promised someone or something. Um, just prioritizing and really trying to. Get help so that you can focus on what you need to do, I guess, is how I survive. I don't know how the heck you do it.
0: (sighs) I honestly don't know either. I love, I mean, the asking for help is huge for me. I'm, I always create this story in my head that if I ask somebody for help, I don't know if it's almost like I'm failing or I'm putting them out or I should be able to do this myself and I feel bad. You know, for asking somebody, but I, I mean, my husband is so amazing at like telling me you just need to ask. Like, I can't read your mind. Which, in some ways, you know, you see a lot of articles floating around like, well, I shouldn't have to ask. You should just know. But they just don't know. And so, really, just like asking, you you've just got to ask. It, that's a that's a huge game changer every time that. I say, like, I'm drowning here. I need help. Like, anybody I ask, especially my husband, is so quick to help me. Um, But for finding the balance between working and momming, like, I love being a mom. I love being a stay-at-home mom. I I just feel like I naturally settled into it. I love everything about it. And I also love working. I love my job. I love being a real estate agent. I love this podcast. I consider this, you know, just as much as a job as the job I'm actually getting paid for. And honestly, I'm not, I'm not willing, nor do I need to, I don't think, sacrifice any of those things. I really just, I want to have it all and I'm, I'm trying to have it all, but at what, what cost? I mean, I'm, I just run myself ragged at all times, but I really think by planning out my day so that I can have at least two or three hours at the end of the night to really just kind of like try to rest, even if I'm dinking around on my phone, like doing stuff on Instagram or whatever, just having like that low pressure time at the end of the day. It's it's intentional. I've worked all day to have that time. That's really been a game saver for me. And then just also trying to and I'm not perfect at this. This is one of the hardest things. But trying to, in whatever task you're doing, be completely present in that task. So breaking up your day. So I set my alarm about an hour and a half earlier than when my daughter wakes up. And that hour and a half, I'm using that time usually for boss ladies stuff. So this is for podcast stuff. I'm responding to emails. I'm you know creating posts, whatever it is I need to do, planning for boss lady stuff then I have my time with Nora. And then when she goes down for her nap, that's real estate and chores. And this is, you know, if I don't have something pressing for real estate going on, this is just kind of like the maintenance day-to-day stuff. Of course, if I have a client, you know, everything is like completely different, (laughs) just kind of like based off that client. Um, But just on the day-to-day, That's kind of what, you know, that's how I break that up. So then the afternoon is real estate and chores. If I have time, if I don't have time, I have Nora help me with some of the chores. And so then we're spending time together there. And then, you know, the rest of the day is taking care of Nora and doing like my cooking and, you know, whatever responsibilities. So breaking it up into different chunks of the day, which also giving yourself grace to move those chunks around like, Hey, I need to do, I just need to do real estate work on all my free time and just being okay with that. That's been really, really helpful because then I don't feel like I'm just like fluttering through everything and failing at everything. Like being completely focused on each task is so huge and important. Yeah. You also don't, sorry, I know I'm just like on a rampage, but you also, you know, you don't want to feel like, you know, your, your people in your life just know like, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. I'm so stressed out. That means I'm not going to do a good job. That's a hundred percent not the case. It's like, I have created a system where I can dedicate my time to this task and to you. And so it's important that you feel comfortable and confident in that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, let's see. So
1: has the mental load during the pandemic had a stronger impact on you? I, I, mean, ugh, personally, yeah, guys, I gotta tell you, September this year, it was gonna be my month. I <laughs> have been looking forward to this day since these babies popped out of my vagina, like, I... I I mean, I love my kids. I've been so blessed to be a stay-at-home mom. Like, that has been my dream come true. That's not what I had growing up. And it was literally my life goal. And here I am, and I've done it. And I think I've done a pretty good job. There's been a lot more struggles along the way than I expected. But I did it. And this September is when school starts for both of my kids. And they were supposed to both be gone at school, which... I feel like the years I've put in allow me to be selfish and saying, God damn it. I was so fucking looking forward to these days of having time all by myself all day. Like I've been waiting to start my life for this day. It's not coming. It's not coming. (laughs) I don't know if it's ever coming. I don't know what's happening, but now we're teaching our kids at home and The load is enormous mentally, emotionally, beyond the like extra like responsibilities of okay, everyone's home all day together, fighting, eating. I mean, I think that's all we do in this house is (laughs) fight and eat. Like, what the hell is our day even about? It it's a lot. And I think just the the fear, like being in charge of my family's lives and just having to prioritize like what's important and worth the risk of even leaving our house to Mm -hmm. go pick up our groceries like it's terrifying and it's a lot be on top of everything else it's it's huge I I mean I, I still am like pinching myself when I stop and think like oh there is this sickness all around literally the entire world mega contagious you could have it and not know it like it's in like is this real is this a movie like this is that it's insanity and I still mentally have I I think I haven't like fully comprehended it and I'm okay with that because I think if I did I would lose my shit it's a lot it's scary and insane yeah I would say so I would say yeah the
0: pandemic has had a little bit stronger of an impact on me.
1: <laughs> how about you
0: <laughs> oh, I mean I feel like yeah I've I've kind of already touched a little bit on that but what's really interesting I think is for those of us who are at home a majority of the time either bu- like pre-pandemic or now my husband and I have had this conversation he Uh, So initially his work changed a bit. He was off every other week, which isn't normal for him. But now as things are opening up, he still goes to work every single day at his normal time and he comes home and he does his normal tasks at the house. And for him, pandemic wise, really with, you know, in regard to mental load, Things haven't changed all that much for him. It's easy for him to go to work and forget a little bit that we're going through this. Besides having to wear the mask, I mean, he still gets to see other adults. He gets to go in his car and drive somewhere by himself. I mean, you know, it's something that can kind of take your mind off of it. When you're home with your children, it's all you can think about. Every decision that you make could possibly affect their health. And, you know, on top of that, if you're trying to operate a business from home, I mean, there's the things that you have to think about with that, with the changes in the pandemic. I mean, with real estate, there's been, you know, at first we were shut down and not essential. And then all of a sudden we're up and running, but there's all these different rules and precautions. And, you know, it's just, there's so much more. And there's just, the stakes are so much higher and there's no outlet. There's no way to just like kind of forget for a minute that we're, that we're dealing with this.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. Go camp. Go yeah, camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. We need to, yeah. oh, we need to do something.
1: And as much as I complain, I am very, I'm, I know that I'm lucky because I am used to staying home. My husband is still working so on the mega scale of things we're not that affected. Mm-hmm, I, I just I, you know we haven't seen family or friends nearly as much as usual. We can't just like load the kids up and go hang out at the mall to like keep our time um, but I, I understand that I am lucky in that and mm-hmm. so no you know, physically I guess that would be like isn't that big of a difference and the kids I think hardly notice it but just the reason that you know that you're staying home yeah it definitely wears on you for sure
0: yeah and I think I mean but then even that add that to the mental load where I know I know that I'm fortunate and I know that my family's fortunate and oh my gosh now I feel guilty about that and what should what could I be doing to give back and help and how can I make sure that I'm not coming off as ungrateful for the things that I have I mean that's that all the just like constant guilt real and anxiety real that comes along into this whole mental load thing I mean there's that on top of it yeah yeah it's a lot
1: yep <laughs> we and yeah this, like,
0: we don't have an off switch I know we really don't. <laughs> really, I mean, as we're saying these things, it's like, oh my gosh, just more and more things are popping up in my mind about it. It's just like, it's just too much yeah. sometimes. And the pandemic yeah. is definitely not helping. Um, okay. So let's talk about how do you separate work- working and, you know, your attention there and the emotional labor at home. Oh
1: um I personally am an extremely emotional being. Um moods of other people. I mean honestly, lately, just the like weight of the world Mm -hmm. issues that aren't in like personally affecting me, but, but I know are out there affecting other people unemployment black lives matter all the political everything that's going on right now um, bombings in beirut like just everything that i read about literally every day completely wears me out Mm -hmm. um so it's really hard for me to kind of like pull myself together every day and not dwell on that stuff and focus on something tangible it can make your like work seem I don't know your work and your life and the things that you stress about feel kind of insignificant at times and you can just kind of swirl in this like spiral of life negativity that's out there in the entire world Mm -hmm. um it's really draining and so trying to separate that and okay we still this is my life this is the things that I really need to work about worry about work on prioritize Mm -hmm. um I gotta find time to do that in between the bouts of depression and just just spent free time I guess
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's definitely tricky um for me I I really feel like most of the time what i do for real estate is such a it can be just such a positive experience and it's really fulfilling because i'm helping people find their home or sell their home because they're moving on to another chapter of their life um which just comes with its own emotional labor completely because i definitely treat each of my clients as if it were myself that's you know writing this offer or selling this house and i just internalize that a lot, which I, you know, to toot my own horn a little bit, I think that's what makes me a really good agent. Um, But, you know, it's really easy to not separate the work from the home emotions and just kind of pull all of that together and just mesh it up into this big ball of like caring so much about everything. And so just, you know, I guess just to revert back to just really trying to separate time where you're focusing on each thing it's it's kind of hard when you have a job like real estate or like a really demanding you know job with deadlines but and then also I think just setting boundaries for yourself um you know I had some clients and they are like okay well when's too late to call you and my answer was literally like I go to bed at 10 o'clock and they they kind of laughed at me and they were like you did not just say that you you work until you go to bed and it's like oh, will you see something wrong with that? Like, no, I'm saying like, I'm here for you. Call me whenever, you know, but, um, I think just trying to find a way to set boundaries for yourself without feeling guilty and just knowing like you can still show up for work, but you also need to have that separation a little Mm -hmm. bit. Sometimes it's impossible when you have multiple offer situations and offers expiring at 11 PM or, you know, crazy stuff like that. And, just giving yourself that grace to be flexible with, with your boundaries, I guess. But, um, I guess that'd be my best advice. I'm still working progress on that.
1: I liked your answer a lot better than mine.
0: (laughs) I liked your answer. I mean, it's, it's all real, you know,
1: Yeah, it's it's hard. There's no right or wrong answer and we're all just doing the best that
0: we can for sure. Yep. We are.
1: Yeah um let's see okay the next question got me kind of excited (laughs) are there any negative side effects the mental load can
0: have on relationships
1: would you like to go first this time
0: (laughs) i guess i mean i think the biggest most negative habit that we can personally fall into is the freaking pissing battle of who's doing more Whose job is harder? Whose life is harder? Who's putting more on the line? Who's more tired? Who's giving up more? Blah, 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 blah. It, it, it can just be such a toxic fight to have because at the end of the day, if I'm being, if I'm being honest, we're both working really, really damn hard. And I don't think that, well, I don't think one of us is working harder than the other. I just think that the workload is completely different and it's just unfortunately kind of how society has molded the workload to fall, but also a little bit how I, I mean myself feel that it should be. I, th- this is what I feel is necessary for me to take on. So roundabout way to say Having the fight with your partner of whose job is harder or who's doing more, you're never going to win. You need to step outside of that fight, tuck your little ego away, and realize that at the end of the day, you're doing what you need to do, they're doing what they need to do, and you guys are never going to see eye to eye because you both feel like you're doing the most.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um i'm gonna pull my ego back out of the closet <laughs> okay yeah go ahead
0: <laughs> uh, like,
1: okay how many hours do we have of this episode no i have an amazing husband and i love him very much <laughs> i don't <laughs> think he listens to this podcast anymore so i can get on. <laughs> um i we made a very conscious decision that I would stay home and raise our kids and he would go to work. He luckily has an amazing job that comfortably provides for us, so I have not had to go to work. I do my embroidery on the side um, for a little extra money and kind of just like a mental release so that I can feel like I'm giving back and doing something just for adults just for me. I like to create whatever. Blah, 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 all that. (laughs) (laughs) I have mentioned a few times casually that I'm not like the best housewife which is fine I just didn't I I don't know I'm just not like I don't think to clean whatever I'm not the ideal Betty Crocker homekeeper but I have been raising two kids 18 months apart people Mm -hmm. pregnant nine months like I still have like nightmares about that shit it's a lot of work so my sweet husband goes to work. He works 12 hour days. An hour commute each way. So 14 hour days. Now he's been working seven days in a row. And get, comes home. And I understand that, that in itself. is That's a lot. I can't wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. And go to work. Or like work all night. And I appreciate that I don't have to do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Also. I'm going to call it like. Bitch mom side.
0: So
1: it's like wow you get to go be with other adults and only worry about wiping your own ass and feeding yourself what I make you to take to work for 12 hours and I am home doing all that shit and then he gets home and I mean he gets his like if that's his time off Mm -hmm. I don't get time off like I work the whole time that he's gone which is harder with no partner and then he's home And I feel bad asking for help with things or I'm just like casually reminded that some of the things I'm doing I'm not doing as well as some people would like whatever Mm -hmm. it's a lot man the resentment is (sighs) high, and I am one of the people who are like I married my best friend like soulmate status but that dude (laughs) sometimes I think the main thing is you just want I just want him to like appreciate how hard it is to do what I do and mm-hmm. then we're all I mean regardless of how you're doing it whatever we're all just doing the best that we can all of it's hard it's all hard going to work staying mm-hmm. at home trying to work from home it's all so hard and draining just even if you don't have kids being an adult sucks yeah it's so it hard, and just to feel like someone understands
0: mm-hmm. and like,
1: appreciate what you're doing that can go so far so I totally understand the whole <laughs> oh yeah the mornings where we're like both in bed and we're like oh can you get up with the kids oh I only slept a few hours last night and mm-hmm. I didn't that, but like it it's a never-ending cycle and I feel like it can be kind of like a fun game with your partner <laughs> if you're both into it. Like, Yeah, you're both exhausted. I'm sorry you got half an hour less sleep than I did. You know,
0: a never-ending battle. But yeah, yeah. I feel what be- you're saying. I feel what you're saying a lot. I feel like my politically correct answer is coming from the fact that we've really been working on that. And I've been trying so hard to change my perspective because otherwise it's just like, it's just a fight that's, that's not going to be won. I mean, recently we were kind of in a tiff about it and, you know, he was like, well, when do I get, when do I get my time? And it, and I'm like, when you go to work and <laughs> to him, I like, that's not my time. That's like me going to work to like, provide for this family but like for me when I get to leave to go to work that's like yeah I'm going to work I got a break you know and and for him when he comes home and gets to spend time with Nora for him that's like yeah this isn't work this is a break for me but you know for me that's like my grind every day so it's just like I get I get I feel so hard what you're saying about all of that as well um and and really I think that's like the biggest struggle but Yeah, not to be like so PC, but I'm just really trying to change my perspective a lot and try to have like a more positive for myself because I just that's like not a spiral that I can continue to go down. (laughs) Exactly.
1: And I I we don't go there often on either of our sides, you know? That's just like a a once a quarter kind
0: Mm of fight. Well, yeah, (laughs) because it builds up. Oh, and yeah, it builds up and then it all freaking comes out at once. And I mean, luckily we've gotten to the place and just honestly, like in the last year, because I, I'm, I'm just so stupid. (laughs) Like I set this up from the beginning of our dating relationship where we were playing house and I was the little cute housewife who wanted to do all the chores and all the shopping and all of this and all of that and all of that. And then, you know, five years into our marriage, eight years into our relationship and looking back like, what the hell was I thinking? Like that's too much for one person. And it took him a really long time to catch up with like the training that I've basically implemented into our marriage of like, I do everything and you do nothing. Don't worry. You know? And so in the last, like the honestly like year and a half or so, you know, things have just changed so much where, you know, like, I do, I cook the dinner, he cleans the dishes, like, you know, he has a task of household chores that he takes off of my plate that has helped so much that wasn't getting done before, and I think just, like, back to that asking for help, like, it wasn't until I started speaking up whether it was, like, I'm doing everything and you're doing nothing, or, like, hey, please help me, like, we're a team and I'm drowning here, then, you know, finally... Things started to change so don't be afraid to ask for help honestly it could save your relationship <laughs> seriously
1: yeah don't let that resentment build up
0: and I mean
1: you have to sometimes put yourself in your partner's shoes and everyone is just doing the best that they can and it's so much easier to tackle life and life's problems when you're on the same team mm-hmm. rather than competing so, I know I just had like a major bitch session and now I feel bad about it. But don't feel bad. No, I don't feel bad. Totally underlying, but it's also, I mean, it's there and I'm not going to deny that it's not there. I also, your story just made me remember, guys, when I met my husband in college, oh, I used to go up to his dorm floor, pick up his dirty laundry, do his laundry for him fold it and bring it back and until he was in an apartment and now we're married and now I do his laundry and it sits on the couch for weeks with everybody else's laundry. That
0: is the one thing I have not (laughs) ever done for him is his, Oh wait, I take that back. I did it one time and he paid me a hundred dollars to do it before we were (laughs) married because it was like nine loads of laundry and I was bitching about it. And he was like, if you don't like it, you do it. I'll pay you. And I did it that one time. But that was the only time I've done his laundry.
1: <laughs> the downside of meeting your husband when you're a teenager coming out of a horrible relationship with very low self-esteem and being desperate and doing other people's fucking laundry for them. bad.
0: Playing bad. house. It's so fun when you're that age. <laughs>
1: To play house until you're working house, and then you have awesome.
0: no idea what you're setting yourself <laughs> up for the biggest load of invisible labor that you can't even imagine.
1: Yeah, now I used to be like, Here, I'm gonna deliver this load of laundry so I can get laid. Now it's like, Do your own laundry and let me go to bed. I have a fucking day. <laughs> like, <laughs> how real, about okay, oh, man. <laughs> next. Let's get into combating the feeling of being a bad mom. Let's talk about that because I know that that's, I mean, it's there for everybody.
0: hmm Yeah, I saw this quote that said, we're not bad mothers. We're just carrying around a heavy mental load, which is, like, let that sink in for a second. Like, every single thing that we're thinking and doing all the time. If you have a second in all of those thoughts to, to even question, if you're a bad mom, there you go. You're not a bad mom. Like just to even on top of everything else, you have to think and worry and plan just the time to take, to even wonder if you're a bad mom proves it right there. Like you care that much about what kind of mother you are that, That's still floating up on top of, you know, it's louder than all of these other things.
1: Yeah, exactly. I feel like even having that thought and, like, questioning yourself means that you care. Mm -hmm. And what more is there to motherhood than
0: just caring? I mean, yeah. Yeah, and, like, I complain about social media a lot because it really is so challenging to not compare yourself to other people on there. But the thing is like literally none of, none of the people on there are perfect, even as real as their feeds are, or, you know, if they're not real, like none of them are perfect and none of them are perfect mothers. And you don't want your child to grow up like having this image of you as a completely perfect person because guess what? None of us are perfect. And one day you're going to mess up big time and you're going to crush your kids like whole idea of what a person is supposed to be like. Let your kids see you fail. Let your kids see you struggle. Let your kids see you cry or scream into a pillow because then they're going to know that it's okay to not be perfect all the time. And like, they're going to have a much more rounded, just like overall grasp of how to be a parent themselves one day, it's it's okay to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. That I think that's huge. I try to keep, probably to a fault, I try to keep it very real with my kids. Um, I'm just very transparent with them. Like, hey, I don't know how to get you guys under control. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what to do. And I I'm probably a little too honest with them, and that's why my authority is a little lacking. But I mean there I have bad days and they have bad days and they need to know that that's okay they need to feel safe where they are to feel how they're feeling and I feel like there's just so many negative um results of trying to like hide all that stuff and bury those feelings and not and feel like you have to be perfect all the time that I am very proud of letting my hot mess flag fly and embracing. I mean, it's real life. Nobody's perfect. Beyonce has her hot mess moments, whether she shares them with you or not. Like no one is perfect. Why pretend
0: that you are? Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. That's one thing I need to like, listen to our own advice on that one because I just like, by default, feel like I always want to be this perfect mother, or come off to other people as this perfect mother. But I also am really passionate about keeping it real and showing like the nitty gritty side of motherhood. So I just have like this constant conflict within myself. And the more mature I get into my career of being a mom, the more I'm realizing, you know what I was saying at the beginning of this, and I want—that's what I want for my children—is for them to. Remember their mom as being great and awesome and having a lot of emotions and being strong and being able to work through things. And that's how I want them to be as well. Yeah. Yeah. So with all of this being said, we just found a few tips that we'll just kind of quickly go through. Cause I think we've answered some of these already. Um, just some tips on, ways that you can lighten the mental load a little bit and, um, tips that we've either used or that we would like to start trying in our lives. So the first one is talking to your partner. Um, you have to tell them how you feel because the chances are they don't know. And I, we touched on that a little bit already.
1: Yeah. I feel like, I mean, if your partner is a man, men brains are very simple and if you don't tell them what's going on, they're not going to know. And can you really fault them for that? If you're not, you know, asking for the help or letting them know how you feel, how
0: can you hold
1: it against them?
0: Yeah, I keep thinking of the specific article that I keep seeing float around. That's like, I don't want to have to ask for help. And like, that's not like, that's not the mindset that we can't, we can't, we just can't have that mindset. You have to ask for help. Just that sucks. And yeah, they should see the dishes in the sink or whatever and just do them for you but i mean like do you see their stuff and you just do it for them like that's just not how we're programmed to think so we just have to like we just have to ask for help yeah
1: um so yeah number two is delegate the load so when you need help ask for help if your household chores and jobs are just piling up and there's things that are just like slipping through the cracks maybe delegate those to someone else, to your husband, you know, your your partner. If you have family members that come by and can help, um, get your kids involved. Um, just delegate some of those responsibilities so that you're not just in charge of everything.
0: Mm-hmm. And remember, like with this pandemic right now, we like for parents, we are not meant to be able to physically and mentally take on all of these tasks without any kind of help. Like that's why they say it takes a village, but we literally can't have a village right now. So if that delegation is like delegate the TV to sit your kid in front of for a little bit or, you know, hire somebody in your business to help you sort like a social media manager or a virtual virtual assistant or something like that. I mean, use whatever you can and You've just got to dish that workout a little bit. Yeah. Next one is declutter your home. I mean, we all have heard this everywhere. Like, if you declutter your space, you declutter your mind. I'm a true believer in that. Um, in fact, recently with my struggles with the mental load, I've just been like, why do I feel like this? I just feel like this. The house is picked up. Like, what's going on? So I just started going through each one of my closets and just the reorganizing. And even though it was behind closed doors, I I just like knew it was there. And so I started decluttering that and that's helped a little bit too because somewhere in the depths of the load is like, oh, the linen closet needs to be organized even though it's not near the front, you know, it's lurking somewhere back there. So that's honestly helped a lot. Yeah. Um, I will say I struggle a
1: lot with ADHD and one of the biggest tips that I have found, because, you know, I go on Pinterest, everybody goes on Pinterest for all <laughs> their And it's like you have to make keeping everything neat and tidy as easy as it is to not do that. So getting rid of things, like if laundry is a huge problem in your house, which it is for me maybe i should look at why everyone has so much damn clothes to wash in the first place we have gone through and gotten rid of garbage bags full of clothes that no longer fit um you know out of season things that aren't gonna fit them next year stuff that we have had my husband and i have crap that we have had since college he has underwear that he's had since before i knew him and we've been together like 15 years like this shit's crazy and we're I, I am an emotional hoarder mm-hmm. and the past few years I've really been working on like okay if I'm not getting any enjoyment out of it and using it it's just another thing that I have to clean up and that is just obviously not working for me because I'm drowning in the cleanup mm-hmm. get rid of some things like if you need to get on Netflix and watch the like Marie Kondo if it brings you joy stuff do it anything that will help you like let go of some things having less is just so much easier to take care of it's yeah it's been huge for me and we're just like barely starting the journey there's still so much stuff to get rid of and as hard as it is to like let go walking into a room and be like oh Mm -hmm. everything is my daughter cleaned her room the other day put a bunch of stuff away we got rid of a bunch of clothes that don't fit toys that they don't play with anymore her room is like spotless and nice. everything in the place, and it like you walk in and you just you feel good walking in mm-hmm. somewhere that doesn't feel chaotic and I your your emotions just totally pick up pick up on that
0: yeah yep 100% and I mean just like go with systems that like okay if you know the shoes pile up right here get a shoe rack for right there or you know if you know my husband doesn't go into the bathroom and put his dirty clothes in that hamper put a put a dang hamper where he ends up throwing his dirty clothes like that won't take a lot of brain power to just like okay i see that this mess is always happening right here let me put a solution there and that will help you easily declutter
1: yeah yep exactly make it as easy to clean up after the issue than it is to create it
0: yep uh, next is writing a to do list. Okay, of course, my favorite thing in the world. Um, brain dumping. Have, like you can make your list every single thing that you possibly have to do. Just have a master list. I kind of do this at least once a week and then I can go through and break it into different lists for each day or a lot of times I'll just keep it on the master to-do list and just kind of cross off as I go. There's literally nothing better than the feeling of crossing something off of the list. I love it so, so, so much. And um, same goes with making a menu list as well. Really helpful because then you're not having to think about what's for dinner. You have yeah. that all on a list right there too. So lists, lists, lists. Yeah. We're big fans of
1: lists around here too. Um, Next is make time for self-care. So another thing that we are really big on on our podcast and we talk about a lot, if you're not taking care of yourself, everything that you do, that's going to trickle down and affect your parenting, your work life, your relationships, your just personal being. You have got to take the time to take care of yourself. And make sure that you are feeling a hundred percent, so that you can give a hundred percent to the other things that you're going to do. So, whether that is turning your phone off at eight o'clock and binging Netflix for a few hours before you go to bed, or having that glass of wine after dinner, or going for a run to like let off some steam, whatever it is, mm-hmm. find something that you can do just for yourself to just unwind a little bit and take care of yourself, let your body and your soul know that you still care about yourself and put yourself as a little bit of a priority sometimes.
0: Mm -hmm. It can just feel like another thing that you have to do, but it's just as important as anything else on your list. Even if it's just taking a shower or, you know, creating more time for yourself, like waking up earlier, staying up later, just make it a priority. Um, okay. The next one is one of my favorites, which is getting your kids involved in the housework. So I was really struggling with like, how am I going to, you know, get all this done? Nora's naps started getting shorter. Often I don't really have time to do, like I have one chore a day that I typically try to do to break it all up throughout the week. So I don't, a lot of times I was finding on her nap, I don't have time to get all my work done shower, put myself together and do this chore. So I've been playing around with doing the chore while she's awake, but not sacrificing, you know, time of us being together. So I let her help and she's two. She's at that age where she wants to help with everything. So it's been really, really fun. It sometimes takes a little bit longer, but it's really cute and fun for us to do it together. And it makes her feel just so independent and like she's helping and it's It's been a really, really good tip. So I'm excited to keep doing that.
1: Yeah, that's brilliant. I am one of those moms where I like on Pinterest randomly was stumbled upon like chores your kids should be doing at these ages. And I'm like, what? Wait, (laughs) I'm supposed to have been putting them to work for all these years? Like crap. I did not think to do that. Um, But for some reason, my kids like love vacuuming and mopping. So, <laughs> I just have to like barely mention, "Oh, something needs vacuuming." And they're like, oh, "Can I vacuum? Can I mop?" I'm like, "Okay, yeah, but you have to vacuum and then mop. Like you guys can take turns and divvy it up." And um I I have been pleasantly surprised by how excited and I feel like they just feel so empowered being mm-hmm. asked to help and being allowed to like, like contribute to something like that that totally get them involved and it builds such good habits for them as adults that some of us lack a little bit (laughs) maybe they won't have to deal with those problems in the future (laughs) (laughs) um let's see and last um, avoid gender stereotypes around your children so this is something that i i'm really big on i am just such a like whatever liberal whatever anyone can do whatever they want if i paint my daughter's nails i paint my son's nails if he wants them painted whatever if he wants to dress up in a princess dress with her for frozen stuff let's do it i try very hard to keep everything in this house very like neutral i mean my kids are very like girly 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 girl boyish boy whatever but I have, I have tried very hard to never, like, not let them do what they want to do, whether it's outside of, like, traditional gender norms or not. And I feel like that's so important. It's something that a lot of society has lacked in the past. And the way that some grown-ups have turned out maybe is a little problematic. <laughs> so kids are so much more open-minded than adults are. And just starting them out being more open-minded about things.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, they're
1: going to grow up that way. And it's not even weird. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I think it's important, too, for them to see, like, the balance of household tasks between the two parents. I mean, it was a totally different time when we were raised, right? And so, in my household, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. And she literally did everything for everyone, and my dad would go to work and come home and he would pay the bills. And on the weekends, he would maybe mow the lawn or something. But it was like very clear that like anything that we needed basically was the responsibility of my mom. And like, honestly, like fun stuff was the responsibility of my dad. And that's, that's just how the times were back in the night, you know, 80s and 90s when we were growing up. And it's really important For me, I want Nora to see like you can be either one of those roles when you grow up. You don't have to stay home and raise the kids and do all the housework. You can be like daddy and go to work or like you could be like mommy and I do both of those things, you know. And just trying to let your kids know like the world's your oyster just because you're a girl or a boy. You don't have to do these things in the home. I mean, we can like we have a podcast episode that we'll have coming up for you guys in a while here talking about just like these gender roles and like, you know, like don't even get me started on how there's not changing tables in most men's bathrooms. Like Mm -hmm. it's so frustrating because in our house, my husband, if he's home, he changes the diaper. That was like how him and Nora bonded from the beginning. When I was breastfeeding, he would change the diapers. And that was like, their thing. And that's just kind of stuck. And so when we go places and there's no changing table, it's just like, okay, stupid. Like it's just supposed to be in the woman's bathroom. Cool. Or, you know, if he's out playing with her, he has her on a walk by himself and the neighbors are like, Oh, what a good hands-on dad because he's playing with his kid. You know, I mean, we could go on and on about that, but it's just important for your children to see both sides of things.
1: Yeah. And I am really, um, I shouldn't be surprised, but again, that's kind of been ingrained in our generation as well as past, but, um, I know a lot of stay at home dads, Mm -hmm. which is so exciting to me. And like, it's just different and it, it shouldn't even be that weird,
0: you know, but you should get a stay at home dad on the show. That'd be really Mm -hmm. cool.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I, I seriously know a few and it it would be amazing to have them on, but, um, just, yeah. Who, who cares if it's the mom staying home or the dad staying home or both working? I mean, it, I feel like life is so fluid that we should set our kids up to understand that just because we have it this way, other people don't necessarily. And just because you're a woman you don't have to do these things and just because you're a man you don't have to do these things Mm -hmm. and I just I am so impressed and in awe of how I mean kids are flexible they don't they don't they literally know nothing until you teach them so my kids have no problem understanding like oh yeah a man can marry a woman or a woman can marry a woman or a man can marry a man it's never been like a weird like wait what topic in our family Mm -hmm. is just oh okay like it's it's not even a discussion it's just a thing if you teach your kids from the beginning just like break down some of these barriers anyone can be anything they're like okay that's life don't set them up for failure or for prejudice or whatever they just are so flexible that
0: that's just how it should be yep i agree um we kind of went off on a gender role <laughs> tangent there but I, I do think that it's fitting into what we're talking about and we have so much more to say about that topic um so stay tuned for an episode about that coming up here in the next couple months um but as far as the mental load just to kind of wrap it up we're gonna move on to our hotness moments here in just a minute but I mean I don't know do you Do you have any other tips you can think of for mental load? I feel like we've covered most everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think just communication and ask for help and don't feel bad about it.
0: Yep. I agree. You guys, everyone, you're doing a great job. Just, you know, take some breaths. The work most of the time isn't going anywhere. And so, you know, take this little time out, take a few minutes for yourself and just, refocus, recenter and then you can get back to it. Um but we're going to leave you with some laughs hopefully. So we'll go into our hot mess moments. Do you want me to go first? Yes. Please. Okay, I saw your face. <laughs> so I kind of <laughs> teased mine on um on Instagram but oh man, this is literally like one of the hot messiest moments I've had in my life. So We had family photos planned and back to that mental load thing, like, I, you know, what are we going to wear? Spent all this time picking out the perfect outfits. My husband, like, didn't get the memo and had the wrong shorts and none of his other shorts were clean. So that was just like frustrating, but whatever, we're just going to roll with it. Everything was going wrong. I was getting ready. You know, I put all this time and effort into like, okay, and I got to, you know, wash my hair this day so that by this day, it will look how it's supposed to look and, you know, shaving legs and painting nails and fake eyelashes and like trying to get my makeup perfect, blah, blah, blah. Everything was literally going wrong. We had to be out of the house by 8 a.m., which is hard for us because Nora usually sleeps until like 7, 7.30. Um, so we were running late my I started going the way that my GPS or I'm sorry I started going the way that I have been to the place of the photos before but my GPS like tweaked out and wanted me to go a completely different way uh missed my exit because I was like so frazzled so we were like 15 minutes late to photos which when you get to family photos you want to be like chill and like ready to get your pictures taken right you don't want to be like this ball of stress but Whatever, it, it is what it, it, what it was. I just felt like so much pressure on these photos because turn, they turned out so good last year, blah, blah, blah. So we're there, everything's fine. Like we get kind of like, hey, hey, okay, like calm down, take a few deep breaths, let's go to our first location. So we walk over and it's in this beautiful park and there's just like these beautiful grassy fields everywhere with flowers, blah, blah. So she finds this little like cove for us to go in she's like, oh, I didn't bring my blanket. I'm wearing a white dress. And we're like, oh, it's probably fine. Like, there's no one around. So we were going to sit down. So I just kind of lifted my dress up in the back because I had, like, shorts on underneath because my dress was see-through. And I was like, nobody will see behind me. I'll just sit here. And we had a diaper bag with us with just, like, Nora's change of clothes and some snacks and water. And we had set it down and... um The photographer kind of moved it over and was, like, taking our pictures. Everything was going fine. Nora was smiling. Everything was great. We got, like, our first little, like, ten pictures or whatever just, like, in this little spot. Um, Just kind of got all warmed up. And then we stand up to go. And Quentin takes Nora. And I take the diaper bag. And we're walking down. I'm, like, in heels. And we're walking down, like, this pebble road. And... (laughs) I like reach back to adjust the diaper bag and I feel something wet on my hand. And so I pull it out and it's like yellowish kind of like on my like thumb. It's just like this weird yellowish stuff. I was like, uh oh, guys, like, hold on. There's like something on my hand. At first I thought it was pollen or something and I was worried it had stained my dress. And They're like, is that poop? So I, of course, sniff my hand. Yes, it was poop. And I look back, it had been just in one little perfect spot somehow on the bottom of the backpack that it got all over my dress and all over my hand. And I didn't have, like, the hand sanitizer with me or anything. And so I'm like, okay, well, like, they're, like, trying to keep going. I'm like, I'm just not going to walk around with poop on my hand. And also, they're like, there's poop on my dress. I don't understand what's going on. My husband's, like, insistent on the fact that I sat in it, which we're, we still, like, he's like, well... Whatever, if that's what you think happened, which is so frustrating because I know I didn't sit on it. It was on that damn backpack. Anyway, I run off to the car. Nora and Quentin stay there and she's just like taking pictures of that, just them or just Nora by herself, which I'm like missing out. I'm like so upset. Running back to the car in these stupid heels, like get the hand sanitizer. I'm like having major FOMO. I'm like all upset, trying to wash it off my dress. Like it's not coming off. Like run back over there. They're like oh good we got some great shots like do you want to jump in a couple and I'm just like sweating frazzled poop on my dress still upset. I try to get in some of these pictures. Then we walk down to the river where we're going to do the rest of the pictures. This is actually not that funny but um, it's just like such a hot mess. So then we <laughs> so we get down to the river and we take a couple pictures and then She's like, okay, so all three of you guys, like, stand in the river. So, we're, like, standing in the water. And she's having us do that, like, one, two, three lift thing with Nora, where we're each holding a hand. And so, we're, like, having so much fun. Like, one, two, three, lift. One, two, three, lift. You know, like, you know what I'm talking about, where you lift them by both their arms. All of a sudden, Nora starts screaming bloody murder. Her freaking arm socket thing popped out. Oh. While we're taking these pictures and sh- the photographer is just, like, shocked, I'm like, oh my god, like, flashbacks of this happened to her one time before where, I think I talked about it on here, where we were holding hands and sh- the first time it ever happened and it was, like, so terrifying So at least this time I like knew what was going on, but I was like, oh my gosh, like this happened again. What's wrong with her? Like, is something wrong with her? Why? Like, how did this happen? At least this time it wasn't the hand I was holding. It was the hand my husband was holding. But so then I felt bad for him and I just like grabbed her. I'm like, give me space. And I'm just like, I knew the cry. It was like the scream cry, hurt cry that, you know, is very distinct And she's totally chill if you just hold her arm and like if she's not moving her arm. So she like calms down. But the photographer's like, do you need to go to the doctor? We're like, yeah. She's like, this is a total hot mess. You just want to redo this? We're like, yeah, this has been like the most ridiculous day of my freaking life. It was so, oh my gosh, it was just so much. So we like are rushing back to the car. We call the doctor. They're like, we can't get you in for two hours. And we're like, okay, well, as long as Nora doesn't hold her, like, move her arm, it's fine. So, yeah, we can wait two hours. So, we come home and we set her on the couch and, like, prop up her arm so she can't move it. I go upstairs to change. Quentin was, like, making something for her to eat. And I hear him, uh, Megan, can you come down here? I come down here and Nora's just walking around like nothing ever happened. And... He's like, I don't really know what happened. I like turned around to get her some food and when I looked back. Her arm was straight up in the air and she just started walking around. So what? she just like, I don't know. Like, what popped happened? She like popped it back herself or something and like, Then the rest of the day was just fine. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? All of this, like, preparation for these family photos. Thank God she's okay. But, like, what a freaking shit show. Like, why did all of that happen? Oh, my God. Yeah. It's not, like, super funny. It's actually just, like, all really, like, (laughs) wow. I feel so bad for you. But it was just, like, such a hot mess. And I'm so glad that it's over. (laughs) Okay, so
1: the poop, then, was it, like, probably, like, dog
0: poop in the field or something? So, I don't know if it was, I was, like, freaking out that it was human poop, and now I probably have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> <Just
1: kidding. laughs> like, it would have been from where you guys were, like, on the ground,
0: right? Yeah, it was definitely not from Nora. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yikes. <laughs> Yikes!
1: I'm sorry. Okay, So Megan's been like teasing this all week and I'm like ha 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 yeah I can't wait to hear this. This is going
0: to be the best story. She's like no it's actually like not funny. It's just horrible. (laughs) really bad. I mean now a few days later it's like especially because Nora's fine it just is kind of funny just like wow like is that real life? Like we're just like wee wee ah (laughs) it's creepy like oh my gosh the photographer's like I'm never I'm never having anyone do that again (laughs) like (laughs) well yeah I think that's like a thing that happens
1: to kids like yeah Yeah, so the only reason I know about that is because we have a friend who whose daughter's arm like shoulder has popped out a few times he knows how to fix it but mention that so I am mega paranoid about our kids with doing that which Luckily, you know, has worked out fine. But like, I mean, that's a totally normal thing. Like, yay, one, two, three, swing, one,
0: two, three. Like, you wouldn't think kids are just so fragile. I know, I know. I'm like, we should have known better. But like, that when that like happened that one time with her arm, who knew that that? I mean, so she might just be prone for that to happen at her age or I don't know if she just has like loose ligaments or whatever so yeah we just like we should have known better lesson learned like not doing that again we're redoing our photos so yeah just like total hot mess like as a family we were just a complete shit show and yeah, yeah. we will always remember that
1: <laughs> yeah. sorry well, we can't wait to see the real pictures when they're done yeah that day will give you good luck. Well, I'm and- like, hopefully,
0: she got a dang shot at least while we were doing that and made it work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Oh, oh gosh.
1: Okay. Well, my hot mess moment. Um, it's an old one, but it ties into camping, so I thought that it'd be okay for this episode since we just went camping. So, um, we have been camping at Silver Lake since my husband and I have been together. So, like. 14 years his parent I mean his family camped there a few years before he ever met me but um so this is pre-kids and so I've been a hot mess for a very long time and I can't only blame my children (laughs) but um so the one of the early years that I went camping with them um we pack up to go and when it's only adults it tends to be more of like a party week so they tend they they happen to only pack like a lot of beer and alcohol and then like some water bottles and that's it <laughs> and my stomach isn't used to just like drinking all day every day so my husband and I also have tent camped the entire time we've never had like a trailer or a camper or anything so so we drink a bunch during the day And then we go to bed at night, and I wake up in the middle of the night and, like, need to go to the bathroom. And after drinking beer all day, you can imagine. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to go in his parents' trailer in the middle of the night and, like, bust (laughs) it into their bathroom. Do I go in the dark in the woods and, like, try to find the porta potty thing they have? No. And so I'm, like, panicking. I'm scared. My husband's, like, boyfriend at the time passed out in the tent. I'm alone in the middle of the night and have to go to the bathroom. So, I'm like, alright. This is camping. We're rustic. I'm going in the woods. So, <laughs> go out of my tent, go behind some trees, do the duty, <laughs> go back to bed, and all is said and done. The next day, we are playing bocce ball out in the field kind of behind our tents. And um, it's kind of was like a family tradition super fun game um and we're so we're playing bocce and i think someone like threw a toy for my sister-in-law's dog or something i'm not sure how he ended up over there but he comes running out from the trees with something all over like his neck and he's a like beautiful big golden retriever like what the heck is on boss It turns out, boss had found some poop to roll in, and we're like, "What? What is this? What? Oh my gosh! What is this? I'm like, Oh my god! That, gee, that happens to be where I might have used the bathroom in the middle of the night. So, somehow, the story ends up embarrassing for me, which really, I'm like, the dumb dog went and found poop (laughs) rolled in it, but. It still ended up very embarrassing for me, and it's like our our um our highlight of our camping stories <laughs> is that I pooped in the woods, and then their dog rolled in it. And yeah, so now anytime we go camping, I I'm like really working on my husband to get some kind of camper or trailer so that I can have a freaking bathroom when we go camping because
0: <laughs> that needs to happen again. It was super embarrassing, and you yeah. wonder why my initial thought was. Is this human poop?
1: Because of that story. <laughs> Seriously. I mean you really never know. Humans can poop in all kinds of weird places.
0: Who knows? <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that story so much. That's so funny.
1: <laughs> because now. And, and that was. Um, yeah. Like probably 13, 14 years ago. Anytime I mentioned camping. To friends or family who know that story. They're always like curious to hear what happened or share with the new people that don't know that story. That story. It's out in the open. I crapped in the woods. Not a big deal. (laughs) You're like just dating this guy and camping with his family.
0: So So funny. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for sharing that classic story. All right, well, I think we have uh, graced your ears for long enough. This has been such a fun episode. I'm so glad we got to just get real with you guys about this mental load and some of our own hot mess moments. We really liked, you know, putting this episode together for you guys, so we hope you enjoyed it. And, yeah, I guess that's all we have. Yep, yep. So,
1: I guess... We'll see you guys next week and blabs out.
0: Thank you for listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. If you like this episode, be sure to rate, review, and leave us some feedback.
1: Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and join the conversation in our Facebook group at Boss Ladies and Babies.
0: And until next time, stay stay bossy. bossy.